A blessed and a wonderful morning to you out there. Once again, welcome to the Potter's Gate online broadcast. We want to welcome all our tribes, all our friends, our disciples, and our coastal journeys in this journey towards the place of divine perfection in Christ. Wherever you are this morning, may the peace of God continue to rest upon you and your family. I pray this morning that as we begin to enter into the realities of God's heart for our day, and once again, we'll develop the strength, the courage, the knowledge, the wisdom, the capacity to advance forward. God bless you. Welcome once again. If you're joining us, if your time zone is still uh, early hours like ours here in South Africa, you are welcome. Or if you're just planning to go to bed, uh, well, we still want to welcome you. And uh, maybe this will be a good time to hear God's word and of course to pray together so that you can have a beautiful night rest. But if you're Waking up this morning, amen, in this part of the world, welcome. This is the Porter's Gate online broadcast. My name is Isaiah Phillips Akintola. This morning we are going to pray. We want to pray. We want to continue to, you know, awaken our spirit and allow our heart, amen, to journey with the Lord. Talking about being awakened in the spirit, I think I should start with Isaiah uh, 54 and 5 this morning. It's been a while that we've used this scripture just quickly need to make a correction here let's see thank you father all right maybe i'll do that later but in isaiah chapter 15 and then the scripture began to say the sovereign lord has given to me a well-instructed tongue to know the words that sustains the weary all right this can be you know a, a address in all kinds of ways and forms but the first thing is that the lord amen the sovereign lord has given to isaiah and we're talking about the prophet here all right that the reason he was able to do the kind of things he did is because amen the lord had given to him there's a gift that comes from god all right there's a there's a there's a there's a reality of of impartation Amen. That comes from the presence of God. And of course, that has to do with his relationship, his connection. Amen. His openness to God. I like that. The sovereign Lord has given to me. <clears throat> All right. Something is offered that allowed him to minister, to function. Amen. Within the sphere of his assignment. Now, what is interesting, excuse me, here is the second verse that says, It awakens me morning by morning. And it's for this reason that we have, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, kind of tagged this uh, uh, session or, uh, you know, prayer watch, morning prayer watch, <clears throat> excuse me, morning prayer watch. Okay. We want to be on the watch. We want to be on the ramp. We want to be amen, on, on that tower, that high tower where we are able to, you know, see the things of God and where we're able to understand, amen, the intentions of God, the speakings of God. Jesus himself, amen, showed us this example. The Bible says that early in the morning, he will rise, amen, and climb the mountain, all right, to go and talk to his heavenly father. He showed us that, amen, one easy way to be able to function and succeed in life, amen, is to first learn how to talk to God, how to commune with God. As simple and, and easy as that may sound, yet it is one of the most difficult things, amen, for people to carry out. All right? And I think that speaks into our level of trust, our level of faith, amen, our level of dependence on God, okay? Yeah, we have to come to that point that our life, amen, is sourced from a realm 
that we do not have the 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 the, the knowledge, the wisdom, amen, the if you will, the capacity, the competence to face any day successfully without amen us going to god without us praying without us amen really laying everything at his feet and asking him to show us the direction for the day to give us a leading for the day i think that is something very important that we have to continually remember this morning while i was you know just you know sitting you know you know uh, you know in the loo it occurred to me that one of the reason, one of the reason why so many Christians are in the state that they are right now, even though many will not say it, they won't share it. But I mean, I know it that a lot of Christians right now are in that state of almost, you know, giving up. You know, uh, you call it a backsliding state, a state where they are. Their push, their zeal, their zest for God, all right, has dropped drastically. And the reason for that is because many really do not understand the impact, all right. Or they, they, see, that is some of the understanding God has given to me as a prophet. I'm able to look at things, all right, and see, amen, the impact and understand what God is saying. And I think that is what, amen, we want to teach you want to express you know to to the body of christ that there are events there are things that happen to us in life all right that if we are not careful leaves a dent leaves a damage puts us in a situation where we, we may not be aware of it but we just find ourselves struggling and and it that takes me back to what i'm trying to say that the impact of what happened in you know 2020 20 you know 1920 20, all right with the covid and all of that okay many of course covid is gone but the damage, the devastation, the the, the 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 thing that COVID left, of course, through all the systems of government and all of that that took place, disrupted so many things within our life, our faith, our sense of understanding. Like I said, we like to move on. We, we, we think we have moved on, but we have not really moved on because we do not really understand. We've not been able to process Amen. The things that have happened to us. If you look at your level of spirituality, amen, post-COVID, or, 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 or pre-COVID, okay, to post-COVID, you will notice something has changed in your life. And that's one of the intentions of, of you know, of the enemy, all right, to, 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 to tweak us in a way where our passion, our yearning, our hunger, our drive for God, amen, is dropped. Okay, we, we still do the things that we do okay we do with the things that we do but the kind of a zeal the kind of desire the kind of passion the kind of longing the 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 the, the way we used to you know uh, uh, seek god is no longer there's something that happened to us and i'm hoping that as we talk more about things like this that we will find amen the 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 the, the desire again we will find the the longing within us again to yearn for God because you see it's not about just doing some Christian things it's not about just you know claiming well I love God well I serve God it's not even about praying you see it is how you pray it is the, the commitment it is your passion all right it's not the length of the prayer that 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 makes your prayer effective no it is the connection of your heart is the proximity of your heart amen to God that's that's what I'm talking about. It, 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 it's that care that you have for God. It's that love that you have for Him when nobody's there. It is that desire to want to listen and and be in His presence. That's what I'm talking about. That many people have lost. It's it's like we are just left with some share. We we're just left with some activity. We're just left with okay. I'm a Christian. I just do what every everybody does as a Christian. But that. 
personal desire, that hunger, that you know, devotional life you have with Him. If you're sincere with yourself, you will know that you will know that that is no longer there. Or if it, even if it's there, then there's a drop. And that's what I'm talking about. Because that is what will sustain us. It is not what people see. It is not you just showing up. I, you know, I try to remind myself every time that I come to broadcast that Isaiah, don't just do this because, well, there are people there who need to hear you. Do this because that is your passion. That is your, that is who you are. That, that, that's your calling. That, that's your that's what gives you a sense of you know purpose in life and vision and a sense of direction you see we, we have to we have to reclaim that back that's what i'm talking about and that's what makes our prayer effective when the bible talk about the effectual fervent prayer the effectual fervency of our prayer amen it's not in the lingua amen as much as that is important amen it's not the posture amen it's not the kind of expression of passion and zeal that we show we, we can do all of the show but it, it's that thing in you that nobody sees. You see, spiritual things cannot be seen with the natural eyes. Spiritual relationship, amen, is beyond just an expression of words. It's not telling God, Lord, I love you. You can say that. He said, these people draw near to me with their mouth, but their heart is far from me. That is what COVID took from us. It took something about <clears throat> our love and passion, amen, for God. That is what the system, the government of this world, amen, did, amen. That was what they desired to do, amen, to drop our longing, our passion, our hunger for God, amen. Yes, now, that now we are so, you know, bothered about things that are menial. We are so captured and, and distracted about things that, you know, we will not be distracted with before. Do you understand? Maybe this message this morning and this time of intercession in prayer will awaken us once again to find, to really find, amen, you know, the, the, the true love for our hearts. Because when every other thing is taken from us, and like, I, like I've been saying, amen, COVID is just a test run. You know, the, the, those who are into the diabolic, you know, system of how to destroy humanity, you understand? COVID was a test and it's not the first test. They've done it before. If you've read history, it's been done before. All right. But, but what is coming before us? And I'm not just trying to scare you or be some, you know, a, a prophet of doom. But I tell you what is coming ahead is going to be worse than COVID. And we need to remind ourselves just like you know the prophets in 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 the scripture amen they were able to stand their ground amen we need to remind ourselves when we are carried amen and we are being taken to you know that furnace and we're going to be thrown in the we need to remind ourselves because if you don't know your god like daniel and the rest says those who know their god are the ones that are going to be strong and be able to do exploit don't don't seek trying to do exploit <laughs> if you have not amen you know grab hold of the reality of the ascended knowledge of Christ. This is what Isaiah said. He awakens me. When you are awakened, you don't want to continue to sleep. We have to be awakened, amen, from, 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 from the attack, from whatever it is that wants us to remain, amen, in that state of slumber post-COVID. We have to wake up, wake ourselves. When we are awake, we are awakened, amen, in his likeness. Let me show you this scripture quickly when I'm talking about that. Uh, uh, David, David says, as for me, I will behold your face in righteousness. When I awake, I will be satisfied. In your presence. Not in, not in more money. I need more money. Not in a bigger platform. I need bigger, bigger platform. 
not in friends i need friends amen not in traveling to places i i, I want to be, be able to do that but i will be the only thing that will satisfy me myself amen this, this thing in me amen is when i'm waking in your presence are you getting the point it's not another job amen it's not you know an increment in, in my salary i need all of that but when I awake, when I awake, hey, friends, we are still far asleep. Something happened to us. You know, <laughs> we, 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 we are like that, you know, a, a cartoon story where, you know, the princess is sleeping for 100 years. Needs a prince to come and give him a kiss to, you know, to be, to be awakened. We need to be awakened. We need to be awakened. But only the presence of God. Only in the presence of God can we be awakened. Now, do we know what that presence is? What that presence means? Do we understand that? Or are we just going through the motion? While we have lost, amen, the passion. While we have lost the cry. Do you still cry for God? Is, is your call to prayer, amen, a, 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 a thirst, a yearning, uh, you understand? Or is it just a duty? We have to go beyond, amen, a duty. This is not just a call for duty, call to duty. We have to go beyond the duty to, hey, this is life. You understand? If by tomorrow a million dollars uh, or a million, you know, land, amen, uh, is transferred into your account, will that be the end? Will that satisfy you? Yes, if you finally find that man who says, I love you and I want to spend my life with you. And here is all of it. I'm giving you all of my heart. And will that, be, will that satisfy you? You understand this? If you're given that dream job or you're able to start that business and you got all the fundings that you need in this world, amen. Will that be enough for you? Or would that draw you more and say, God, all of this is good, but without you in my life, I am hopeless. I am useless. I am a waste. I need you. I'd rather you take those things and give me your presence. I need it. You know why? Because you understand the value. You understand. You see, when we don't know, amen, the value of his presence, when we don't know, you see, only, only those who understand the values of the presence of God make their way to the presence of God it's not about oh I've got a need I'm going to God no 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 it's not about that you see that's why all this prayer collector prayer houses prayer this they know 30 million 100 million people are following them amen on YouTube and all of that they really do not understand these are just users of God and the things of God they don't understand what this thing is all about so think about it that we are given this gift and grace that when we pray we have access to God, access to God, not to work, not to jump some earthly king, not to some powerful God knows who, you understand? We have access to the creator of the universe, not just the creator of the earth, the creator of the universe. There are dimensions and realms, amen, in the universe that we don't know, that we may never know. Now, the God who created the universe, because when we say created the earth, it is just but, <laughs> but a drop in some planet. In fact, they say you can drop, you know, a million earth, uh, excuse me, a thousand earth in some planet and the planet will still continue in size. Yet, what is man that you're mindful of him, the son of man that you visit him? You've made him a little lower than Elohim. Come on, friends, there's something here that we are missing. 
And it's that thing I really want to wake myself up, amen, to understand, to grab again, amen. It's that thing that, 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 that caught my attention, amen. You know, over 30 years ago that I began to search, I want to know. That's why you find many of the materials that, you know, we've put out there in terms of writing. It's all about seeking the presence of God. David is one of my favorite, you know, you know, uh, 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 lead us in the scripture because he led through the understanding of the presence of God. There are people who led through, amen, their creativity, their skill, you understand, their position, their power. But David, mm, if your presence does not go with us, we're going nowhere. It's Moses also. If your presence does not go with us, he awakens me morning by morning. Amen. He awakens my ears to listen like one that is being taught. Oh, friends, there's a place we can be taught in the Father. How is your prayer life? How is your prayer altar? How, how is your devotional life? This is the call this morning. This is what I want to remind us about this morning. Let's go back and begin to rebuild. Stop pretending. Stop trying to, you know, um, fake it. There's a fake it until you make it. There's nothing like that. Right? You see, the Bible says, he who sees what you do in the secret. Yes. That's where power is rough. That's where, amen, authority, capacity, grace. Anybody can come out there on Facebook or social media and speak whatever they want to speak. It's all head knowledge. If you don't have the presence of God to back what you're saying, you're just like a tingling brass, a noisemaker. I don't want to be a noisemaker. You understand? The Bible says, while he was still praying, while Elijah was still praying, that was, that was how close this guy was, amen, with his father, with his God. While he was still praying, he had not even finished praying, friends. This man had not finished. He was still praying. While he was still praying, the Bible says the fire fell. <laughs> that, is, that is how close this man, see, prays about closeness. Say before you pray, I will answer you. Why? Because something you know that we don't understand had already taken place. Prayer is not just a place where you go to get something from God, it's a place where we go to be transformed to be more like Him. To be more like Him. We want to be more like Him. Prayer is not a place for collecting things, it's a place for transformation the more amen we understand the power and the secret of prayer the more we change and become more like elohim himself the more our internal life amen our values our sense of understanding amen is renewed it can give you everything and yet you don't have him Oh, you don't understand. He was blessing his people in the wilderness. But they were dying one by one until all the fighting men in Israel died in the wilderness. So never equate effective prayer to provision. Let me repeat it again. Never equate effective prayer 
into mere provision. The secret of prayer is that the presence of God becomes a reality to you. It is that, amen, that tells you that whatever comes your way, you are able to bear it. You are able to go through the fire and will not burn. You are able, hallelujah, to survive the dry and arid land, hallelujah, and yet you supplied because you know that he's there you know that he's there that is the secret of prayer that you have his assurance <laughs> listen true prayer does not prevent things from happening to you it just gives you an assurance that even in what has happened God is there and he will take the glory he takes the glory that your life amen it's not just about goodies it's about honoring him it's about allowing him to be glorified in all things in my life be glorified i may not understand i don't have to understand everything that is happening but i want to be at peace i want to be assured i want to be like that child like that baby that as long as I'm in the arm of my mom, I'm in the arm of my father, I'm okay, I'm satisfied. As for me, when I awake, I will be satisfied. Not in the presence of Obama, in the presence of, you know, Abido, in the presence of some president, in the presence of some great politician. I don't want to be awake in the presence of some very wealthy, rich people. It's good to be wealthy. There's nothing wrong after all. He's the one who gives us amen, the power to get wealth. But I'm not satisfied with material things as much as I need material things to continue to advance. It's about priority. It's about order. I want him first. That's why they say when you seek the kingdom of God, first there's a reason why there's something called first because first tells us there's something called second amen and second tells us there's something called third life is about order order is about priority where your treasure is they said that's where your heart will be what's your treasure some people all their life their dream is they want to travel overseas. They want to go to America. They want to go to United Kingdom. They want to go to Canada because it's green. It's green over there. It's green on that side. And that may be true. It may be green economically. Yes. A little effort will make you, yes, you know, satisfied. You will get to achieve certain things. And as humans, we all want to be satisfied. We all want a good life, not just for ourselves, but for our family. Yes. That's why you see the issue of migration amen, has, has become a big, you know, a, a, a topic. Migration, immigration, even, even, even nature. You know, birds, animals, they know that a season comes that the place becomes dry, you know, and, and, and arid and barren. They move, they, they, they journey, they fly to other place. And once that season of dryness and winter is over, they come back. God wants us to do that, but not at the expense of his presence. That my going to, you know, some places, not just because I want economic satisfaction, but because he's leading me there. Because I know that I've been sent there, amen, 
to make a change, to bring a change because that's what satisfies us. Have you noticed that nobody gets satisfied because they have a lot of money? True satisfaction comes because you're fulfilling something. You are achieving something. Amen. Yes, that benefits others. That's, what, that's, that's the definition of true wealth. That you're doing something that benefits others. That is what brings true satisfaction. In fact, you can have all the money if you don't have friends to enjoy that money with. You don't have, you know, people to express your wealth to. What's the good of your wealth? You're getting the point. We have to get it right. We have to understand. So that when we when we say father, when we say father, father, that word you know goes deep into the very recesses of our heart and draws out a revelation, hallelujah, of his of, of his all power, of his all presence, of his omniscience, hallelujah, of, of, of his authority. You know, when we say Abba Father, no one's feel disenfranchised when you truly know him. Uh, they say they say South Africa and, and uh, this part of the world, you know, is a fatherless generation. Why would a nation be a fatherless generation if if we truly know God as our Father? I grew up barely knowing my father. That's the truth. My earthly father, my biological father. I know him here and there, you know. But to say you, you live in the same house with your father for years and he shaped your life. He, he, you know, he, that was a luxury to me. And it took a while for me to understand until I give my life to Jesus. And then I begin to realize that yes, there's a role that an earthly father plays. But there's a bigger role that my heavenly... It took a while for me to know him as my heavenly father. And I'm sure a lot of us out there, maybe those of you listening to me, you, you, you find yourself in the same shoe. All right, that some of us we've got earthly father, but we don't know them. We are just they're disconnected from us, or we're disconnected from them. But guess what? When you give your life to to you know to to Christ, the true meaning, the true nature, the true identity of of fatherhood, yes, begins to awaken your spirit. And it's for this reason these ungodly charlatans out there. Are taking advantage of people because they know we live in a world, amen, that is fatherless, that is dysfunctional. That is why, amen, they want you to think that they love you and they care for you. And so that when you surrender to them, amen, they take advantage of you. That's why Jesus said, call no one your father. There's a reason for that because he understands, amen, that people can easily manipulate you when they claim that they are your father. There's something that fatherhood does, amen, that you can't explain it. I mean, I, I, I'm a father today. When, I, when I'm angry, if I see my son, my, you know, my last born, there's something that boy just does to me. It, it, it's like, it, it's like you, you just break. You, 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 why, why you're very hard? You want them to be disciplined and be strong, you know, and become responsible. But you, you still give them room. You give them latitude. You know, you, 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 I didn't enjoy that. I had to learn that. It took a while, but I had to learn that. And that was why when I started ministry, I called the name of the church, the Militant Church of God, so you can imagine. <laughs> 
You can imagine what I was doing. I love my people, but I was like a military house. I was training them. I was building them. It took a while for me to realize, wait a minute. You're not expressing fatherhood here. Yes, you want to train people. You want them to become leaders. You want them to achieve and become great in life. But you need to do that with a heart of love and compassion. And I love them. But you know, love means so many things. Love are in degrees. You see, we can talk about these till Jesus come. I'm speaking out of experience. Many of you have not seen you. I've not spoken to you for... Sometimes we don't speak. But, but my heart reaches out to every one of you following us that I'm discipling. Yes, because now I know what it means to be a father. You may not see me, you may not hear from me, but my heart is after you. I'm watching over you like an, like an hawk. I'm watching over you. I'm praying. I'm asking the Lord, protect them. Even those that are backsliding, that are, that are, that are not sure of what's going on in their life. I don't want to... The fact that I'm not saying anything does not mean that I don't care. No. Sometimes you just, you just need to let people be. I don't want to start, you know, hitting you with a prophetic word. No, 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 no. A father is there to God and to, I want, you see, sometimes my, my son is running around the house. There's a video I did of him a few days ago. He was just running around the house, running around the house. And my mind is, Lord, just protect this boy. Because, I mean, in a place where there's all kinds of other things, I'm like, God, just protect this boy. But I also don't want to limit him. But I'm also thinking of, I hope he doesn't injure himself. But I also want to give him, you understand, the opportunity to express himself. To, 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 to you know, to discover himself. Yes, I can't limit him and say, no, Zadok, stop, don't do that. No, you're limiting. Sometimes the Lord allows you to make those mistakes so that you will understand. There's a reason. It's not that because he doesn't care. You see, are we still talking about prayer? Of course. These are the things that draw us to the place of prayer. Prayer is a place, amen, of intimacy. It's not a religious thing. <laughs> Somebody said, I don't know how to pray. I said, what do you mean you don't know how to pray? Do you know how to talk? Have you ever been in love? <laughs> yes. That's how to pray. Prayer is you expressing, amen, the depth of your heart to a, to a loving father. Is God, but is also a father. As for me, I will be satisfied. Nothing else will satisfy you. I can, I can assure you. Not the love of your husband. No matter how he loves you. No, not the love of your wife. No matter how she loves you. Not the love of your children will satisfy you. There's a satisfaction that is exclusively, exclusively preserved for God. There's a satisfaction that only God, his presence as a father in your life, amen, can meet. Oh, not that thing you get from your husband. Not that affirmation you want from your, your wife, amen, or from your... Not because your children went to school and now they have graduated and everything is looking, wow, yeah, that's good. But not even that will satisfy the true man. Remember when God created man, amen, he placed something about himself in us that we will never be satisfied, amen. Let, buy the whole world. You see, give me... What would it profit a man that say? What will it profit a man to gain the glories of this world and lose his soul? Jesus, after finished fasting, the devil took him to the pinnacle, to the highest pinnacle of the temple. 
or is the temple of the mountain and he showed him all the glories of this world he said if only you can just bow and worship me devote yourself to me and i will give you you see the devil knows something many 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 christians and pastors and so-called bishop apostles today don't know the devil was willing to trade the glory of this world amen for jesus just to bow to him <laughs> Think about that. I will give you everything about this world. You just bow down. That tells you there's something about worship that we are yet to understand. Amen. That tells you about something about the presence of God that we are yet to discover. Yes. We will continue to uncover this reality even when we see him. Friends, there's a call to rediscover ourselves so we can continue to pursue him. Because friends, we're on a journey. We are on a journey. And I don't want you to fall by the wayside because the journey is still far. We are just starting. The race is just starting. Hey, but the race is not for the swift. Thank God for the skill. But until we learn to walk with God and continue to journey with him, we may never make it to the end. There were people that I know back in the days, I used to admire them. You know, these are very strong, powerful people. Today, they fall by the wayside. You know why? Because they allow something else to becloud them. They allow something else, amen, to charm their heart. They allow the, the popularity, you know, the fame they're getting from people. They allow, amen, money that is coming in. They allow their ability to, you know, to be able to travel all over the world. They allow, you understand, yes, the glories of this world to take the place of the presence of God in their life. So when we say only God can satisfy, we need to understand what that means. It's not that there are, there are no other things that can bring some sense of happiness into our life. I mean, I can do with, you know, some few rand, amen, more dollars, I can do with that, yes. We all need that, yes. I can do with so many things. But guess what? At the end of the day, have you noticed that when you finally achieve something, there's a sense of sadness. When you are when you are on that project, you are seeking to do that thing. There's this passion and zeal. But the moment that thing finally arrives or you finally got that thing, it's like, so is that all? <laughs> so when you finally you know arrive and you get there there's this thing again that wants more it's like can i start again that's a secret about humans that will many people are yet to discover nobody gets satisfied because they achieve something because the moment you achieve there's always something craving and crying amen for another level of achievement Achievement is like a bottomless, you know, a, 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 a pit. <laughs> you never reach it. Achievement is like is like a basket that never gets filled. If hopefully we can reach 120 people, by the time you reach 120, it's like, but those people have 500. So why can't we reach 500? <laughs> if only somebody's been praying for me, I can just get to America. Now you're in America. So what else? <laughs> else what else that what else is can only be filled can only be satisfied with god 
And this is what makes, amen, people who are really, who are really passionate about God and the things of God, amen, satisfied. Yes, they are content. That's the right one. They are, they are, they are content. They are not, they are not seeking for, oh, if, no, 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 I'm very content. I can do it more, but I'm content. If this is all God says I'm going to have, then I'm fine. I'll be fine. I'll be very okay. But I want more. But if he says, this is all you're going to have, that should be okay with me. Because the, my zeal and longing and passion for God should not be because I feel pressured by the world. I, I feel I, I need to prove a point to people. No, you don't need to prove a point to anybody. <laughs> Men may look at you and call you success. And God looks at you and says you're a failure. What defines you? What defines you? What are you praying for? Amen. What is your life all about? This is not being stoic or being drawn back and being lazy. No, 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 no. If that's what you think that you are not getting what I'm talking about. That the more you seek God, the more you pursue him, the more in his own wisdom, in his own understanding, in his own position as a father over your life, the more he provides for you. He knows you more than you know yourself. I hope you know that. In fact, he said, before you open your mouth, he already knows what is in your heart. He knows what you need. Amen. He knows what your children need. He knows what your great-grandchildren, amen, will need. Remember, the children of Israel said, no, we, we cannot go and take the land because if we go, you understand, the enemy are going to come and they're going to attack us and they were going to kill our children. Children. God said, okay, since you have disobeyed me, you guys are going to die in the wilderness. But these same children you're talking about are the ones that are going to enter the promised land and inherit the land. And so was it. You've got to understand that your security is in God and God alone. And I mean God, I'm talking about your heavenly father, Jehovah, God himself, amen. I'm saying when you begin, amen, to build your prayer altar, not because you want to prove that you can pray, but because you know that is the only step, that's the only ladder, amen, yes, to reach him, yes, that is the only way to connect with him, hallelujah. It's not about the building of some physical stone, it's about, amen, reconstructing something in your heart that is meant for God and God alone. Alone, hallelujah, a place that is sacred, Father. Father, I need you. I can't do without you. You are the, the definer of my life, you are the very expression of my joy. All good things come from you, but you are the expression of goodness. You give me things to fulfill your purpose. But I need you first as the definer of my purpose. My purpose first is to know you, is to honor you, is to worship you. Is to glorify you. And then to express that glory through the things you want me to carry out. Father, may I not seek the things you want me to carry out first. Leaving you behind as secondary. No, I want you first. Take your rightful place first in my life. Be the first. Be my alpha and omega. Be, yes, my beginning and the end. And everything in between, let it come from you. Let my life be an outflow of what I have attained, of what I have received from your presence. I want to live in the outflow of my revelation of who you are. 
I don't want my life to be a reflection of doing things just to cover the nakedness and the and the and the insecurity of my life don't you understand that that is what ministry is to many of us ministry is a way of covering our nakedness we use our our achievement you see as a veneer so that people cannot see how how dark and how empty and how weak we are so we derive we derive pleasure we derive strength in what we do yes in the books we write you see in the things we do in the conference we carry out in all of that but there is a place that god just wants you to be all one all alone with him and that is a place of work because serving god and living for him is work yes adam was designed to work for god and to work with god when walking for God takes the position of walking with God, you, you are failed. That's the definition of failure. When walking for God take the place of walking with God, that is the definition of a failure. Father, we honor your name. As for me, I will behold your face. In righteousness, we can't behold his face in something else. God, once again, awaken your righteousness in us. Bring us to the place where we can have an upright standing before you. Without ambition. Without reservation. Without any mask. We want to just stand before you with a plain white robe all that we have come to impress you with Lord we lay them we just lay them down we embrace this life that is not dual but that is one that everything that we are and we have and we hope to achieve has been collapsed into oneness an offering we lay them oh God on the altar we ask you to infuse in us again passion for your presence infuse in us infuse in me passion for your presence is in your presence that i get to know you is in your presence that i get to know your name is in your presence that i get to know your presence is in your presence that i get to know your sovereignty is in your presence that i get to understand what your kingdom is the shape the formalities Yes, the expressions of that kingdom. Spirit of God, I ask of you this morning, once again, bring me to the place where you brought men of old, women of old to. Yes, those who have journeyed this path, who have gone ahead of us. Bring us to the place where you brought them to. And they were able to say, yes, bye to the things of this world that do distract. Bring us to a new height in you. Bring us to an elevated position where we are able to say to the devil, tempt not the Lord thy God. When he says, worship me and I'll give you the glories of this world. Bring us, Spirit of God, awaken us. Bring us to a new height of ascension. Take us higher. Bring us to a place because indeed, that is what prayer does. It takes us higher from, from glory to glory 
So we pray this morning, Spirit of God, may we continue to rise up in the place of the smoke, in the place of your presence, in the place of your glory. Bring us to the place where the spirit, yes, of man is made one again with you. Bring us, oh God, bring us, oh God. Let the glory of your presence and power fill us, fill our every aspect of our life, fill every aspect of our being, fill every aspect of our of our existence, oh God. May our drive, oh God, may our purpose, oh God, yes, be that which, oh God, is, is driven, oh God, in the place of prayer. Help us, Spirit of God, touch our life, touch our life, oh God. Bring us in, oh God. Bring us in, oh God. Bring us in, oh God. Yes, once again, we ask, awaken us. Awaken our ears to listen like one being instructed. Instruct us this morning in the ways of your spirit. Direct us in the path of righteousness. Bring us to the highway of holiness. Help us, Father, to be satisfied. Help us, O God, to find, O God, the way to be satisfied. And we can only be satisfied when we learn to drink of you. Jesus said, except you drink of me, except you eat of me, you have no path in me. So, Father, we ask this morning, may we drink of the living water. May we drink of the living well. May we drink of your fountain. May we be satisfied this morning. Only you can satisfy us. Not the act of ministry. Not some giftings, oh God. Not a man. Not a woman. Not the monies of this world, oh God. Not the treasures of this world. Not the presence, oh God, of highly influential, well-placed people can satisfy us. You are the definer of my satisfaction. You are the fulfillment fulfiller of my longing. So I ask of you this morning, as I open my heart to you, Lord, fill me, O God. Fill me. Fill me. Fill me, O God. You said for Mary has chosen the wise thing, the most important thing. No one can take it. No one can take this thing from her. There are things that we are, we are so captured. We are so driven. We are so distracted for and about that men can take from us that government can take from us the circumstance accidents can take from us uh, you said matter matter why are you why are you encompassed by this thing why are you overcome by these things uh-uh you need to learn from your junior sister she's wiser than you even though you are the eldest matter sit down i mean i'm here all you need is his presence there's so many things that the presence of God will begin to correct and redirect and reconstruct in your life that you don't know matter. Ministry has battered your mind. Ministry has turned you to something else. Religion has turned you to something else. You can be in the presence of Jesus and still be exhibiting a religious spirit. Matter, matter. Why are you worried about these things? You don't need to impress me. That's what we do. If you're watching me, you're a man of God, you're a woman of God, meaning that you're on the ministry. Stop impressing people. Imp impression you give about 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 God, amen, matters a lot. Stop impressing people. Stop st st stop trying to show something. No, ministry is a life that is lived inside out. What you are in your closet is what you reveal on your pulpits. That's ministry. A ministry can be your business. You carry him. Ministry is what we carry. It's not what we do. It's what we carry. 
and he who is on the inside amen yes does what he wants to do he is the one that is at work in you but to will and to do of his own good pleasure it's a privilege to be a house for God and that is the beauty of the church the church is the house of God is a place where the glory of God is revealed ought to be revealed <coughs> are you getting this and he defined that house to be a house of prayer he said but they have turned it to something else He said, you've turned it to something else. My house was designed to be a house of prayer. He said, but you've turned it to something else. You get up, you've, got, you've got to understand that what Jesus was saying about prayer is not how we understand prayer. Prayer is a place where you get to be transported. <laughs> it's a place where you get to be translated. Uh, prayer is a vehicle, it's a portal. It takes you. Pray himself. Prayer itself is not what does, amen, the transformation. But prayer will take you to a place. Prayer will teleport you. Prayer, hallelujah, is a vehicle. You've got to understand. A vehicle can take you to a place of destruction or can take you to your destination. It all depends on, amen, the skill of the driver. Father, help us. Lord help us never you say God cannot use you no you just need to get it right you don't need to follow the ways of man you don't need to follow the patterns of human tradition that's why God is calling us out he said come out of them my people God is calling us out of all these lies and deceptions and falsehood that is why we're still on the issue of you know exodus the exodus of the church from religious, from tyrannical pharaohs, from religious men who, who are exhibiting the spirit of pharaoh, from system that are blind the mind, the minds of people that have, you know, you know, uh, 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 you know, blind not just the mind but the hearts of the people, disfigure the face of Jesus Christ to the point that today it is hard for people to recognize who Jesus is. That's what the scripture says in Isaiah 53. They have so disfigured who Christ is. That today a lot of people are deceived. Serving an, an unknown God. Serving a fake Jesus. And they actually think they are serving the real Jesus. How do you know the real Jesus? Friends, simple. is a heart connection. Oh, come on. That's why if somebody can pollute your heart, they can destroy your life. So you must jealously, jealously guard your heart. For out of it flows the issues of life. The issues of life flows from your heart. Uh, friends, as we continue to advance in this world, in this 21st century, in the society we live in, as we continue to see all kinds of things being born in our day that are mimicking God and mimicking the things of God only those who know God and whose heart are, 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 are connected to the way of Zion will keep their sanity and keep their sense of identity 
Blessed are those whose heart are set on a journey. Is your heart set on a journey this morning? Or are you being are you being lied to, to go back to Egypt, to go back, amen, to the worship of men? They said, Aaron, make us a God. Ah, men are fashioning gods today, leading them back to Egypt. There are priests who are fashioning all kinds of gods for people, taking them back to Egypt, taking them back to bondage. Make us a God. Friends, I pray your heart and mind will be truly connected as part of a remnant generation seeking the way of Zion seeking a life oh that is captured in Christ an immortal life there's life after death friends when this tent finally amen finish its purpose and assignment here on earth we step into the other side of life friends you will know you will you will realize that the things we're talking about carries hallelujah an impact on that other side so you've got to make up your mind what you want what you want to make of your life let your life continue hallelujah to evolve let your life continue to develop let your life continue hallelujah to seek the lord seek him why amen he can be found call upon him while he's near god i need you more than yesterday i need you more than the breath that i breathe I need you more than the water that I drink. I need you more than the bread that I eat. You are my satisfaction. As for me, I will be awakened. I will be satisfied when I'm awakened in your likeness. Satisfy me, Lord. Satisfy my soul. Friends, as we're talking about satisfaction, and we know that only the presence of God can satisfy us, guess what? If your soul is not aligned to seek God, if you are not seeking the salvation of your soul, remember this: the days we're living are days of this of the redemption, if you will, salvation of the soul. The spirit is saved. The soul is being saved. Yes, that's a that's the, that's a prophetic season that we live in. The season of Amen, the salvation of our soul, and that is a brutal battle, friends. That is one of the most challenging things, and that's why a lot of people are falling by the wayside because. Not too many people understand how their soul can be saved. David says, yes, he laid me down by the streams of water. He restored my soul. There's a restoration of the soul. For the soul to be restored, we have to be yanked away from all these destructive things. Destruction brings destruction. We have to, amen, come to the place where they can take us, amen, beside the stream of the quiet water have to take us away from the distraction there's certain things you cannot deal with regarding your soul if you are not moved away shifted away from certain places certain people if you are not amen refocus on certain things the soul strive amen by being uh, you know being distracted by being here and there uh, yes you've got to you've got to bring your soul to quietness he restores my soul. It's a day of is a day of the restoration, the redemption, the salvation of the soul. So the soul, hallelujah, can find pleasure and satisfaction 
Have you noticed that the spirit can easily be satisfied with God, but not the soul? Not the soul. Satisfy us. Bring us to satisfaction. Hallelujah. As I round up this morning, I guess this is something important that we need to consider. You see, we're talking to God, we're praying, but we are also exalting ourselves. I was looking at this scripture this morning, John 1. In the beginning was the word, first stop. And the word was with God. And the word was God. And he was with God in the beginning. Did you see that change? In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. Then the next thing it says, he was with God. Who is the he? The word. Jesus is the word. What is the word? The word is the vehicle given to us to do what? To reach the father. What do you do with word? You communicate. If there are exchange of word, but there is no understanding, there's no communication. I just saw that this morning. I said, wow, this is powerful. So when you are praying, amen, the ministry of Christ is involved. The word. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they are spirits and they are life. Death and life are in the power of the words. Those who love it will eat the fruit thereof. Let the words of my heart and the meditation of my heart. As I consider this scripture, I said to myself, we need to understand how our world can be redefined. The word, the word is the author. Amen. Of the things that we see. In fact, the word is the author of life. And that word is still at work today. That when we come to the place of prayer, we come via the instrument. True. Amen. The agency of God's word. That's the point. That when you begin to pray, you don't pray from your own mind that is unrenewed. You pray from that position, from the, you pray from your spirit because the word, amen, yes, reside within your spirit, man. It's from that point you begin to pray and that word, amen, always bring glory to the Father. Yes, the word always seeks to do the beating of the Father. So when you begin to pray, just flow, amen, as the spirit of God leads you. Of course, make sure you've got enough words. That's why I tell people. The reason why you can't go find prayer is because you don't have enough words. Because prayer has to be full. Alright? If a jet, if a jet, you know, a rocket must take you to, you know, the you know to the space, to moon or wherever, alright? You've got to have enough, you know, in you know, fuel. You've got to have enough energy. Yes. The word of God is the energy that propels our prayer. That propels our prayer. It's not what you are saying. It's not what you have in your mind. Your mind must be renewed. Amen. Yes. They say, let this mind be in you that was in Christ. Who is Christ? He is the word. 
The same in the beginning was the word. Amen. So when you begin to pray with the mind of Christ, hallelujah, what you begin to have, amen, is what they would define here as a nuclear power, a nuclear energy. Nuclear energy doesn't run out. You see, it's self-sustained. Hallelujah. Nuclear energy is self-sustained. That thing just continues to release power, release, you know. The power never depletes. It's nuclear. And remember, nuclear comes from nucleus. The atom, the word. Ah, May we understand what the Spirit of God, amen, is saying to us. And when we begin to pray, you, you just flow. You just flow. You just flow. You just glide. You just continue. And people think, oh, now, now this thing's going to come down. No, <laughs> hallelujah. You keep growing. You keep moving. You keep moving higher and higher. Why? Because you are being propelled by the Spirit of the Word, which is the Spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. You just keep going. You just keep gliding. Hallelujah. And you begin to break barriers and realms. Hallelujah. You begin to break. Hallelujah. Even the barriers of, 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 of planets. Dimensions in the spirit. Until you enter that dimension. Where God wants you. Amen. To begin to see and operate and interact with him. Oh, I pray this morning that your prayer life. Once again, will be revamped. I pray that your prayer life, amen, will be refurbished. I pray that your prayer life, amen, will be re-engineered for God. That in this period in time, you will enter into a new level, hallelujah, of governmental understanding. So that your prayer will become prophetic, amen. Your declaration will become apostolic. In other words, your prayer will begin to construct things in the earth, amen. That through your prayer, the systems of the world will not be able to pin you down, hold you back, amen. And hinder you. But through your prayer, you continue to advance and continue to move into realms, into dimensions. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. The Bible says, you know, faith upon faith. Yes. Realms to realms. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Spirit of God. Thank you, Spirit of God. In the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Did you see that three dimension? In the beginning, in the beginning was the Word, one. And the word was with God too. And the word was God. Can you see that trinity? You see the trinity. Hallelujah. He was with He was with God in the beginning. Through him. That word has become incarnated. Word. Hallelujah. Is a vehicle. Is a thing. Is an instrument. Jesus was the instrument of creation. But that Jesus now became him. He dwell among men. Lord, I come in the volume of the book to do thy will, O God. We can relate to him because him has got spirit. Amen. Him is a spirit, has got a soul. Amen. Lives in the body. Yes. I come in the volume of the book to do your will, O God. Let Christ, the him, amen, this morning be the one leading you, guiding you, instructing you via the instructions of his word so that the things that you say, the things that you proclaim, hallelujah, are coming from that realm that him was when, amen, in the morning he got up. The Bible says, early in the morning, Jesus would get up, amen, and go to the mountain and do what? And communicate with his heavenly father. He was teaching us something. Everything Jesus did on earth is a blueprint for living. The other said, everything Jesus did on earth is a blueprint for life. He didn't just come to perform. He didn't just come to tease us. He didn't just come to perform and give us miracles. All of the things that he did 
his ability to walk on water is telling us something that we can subdue nature that we can regulate nature hallelujah yes his ability to provide and multiply amen little things to feed many is is showing us something amen that this is who we are this is our identity hallelujah are you getting this friends are you are you, are you learning something you we've got to understand all of this the ministry of the word in the place of prayer in the place of prayer our prayer is effective through the mind of Christ. That's why they said, be not conformed to this world. This world has got his own mind, has got his own suke, has got his own philosophy, ideology. That's why people will argue with you to the point of almost getting physical. No, because they are being regulated by amen, the philosophies of this world. There's a mind that defines that shape how the world see things and if Jesus was captured by a man the, the mentality of this world he would have bowed to Satan when he says I give you all the glories of this world just bow down and worship me what is the world looking for the world is looking for amen fame glory power authority money that's why they can sell the gold of their country to enrich themselves that's all he just tells us, amen, that these people, amen, are still wearing figs. They've not been clothed. Oh, let me repeat what I've just said. I said, that's where they can sell, amen. Yes, the, 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 the wealth, the gold of their country, yes. Thinking that when they have these things, they'll become more influential. How many more money are you going to achieve? Are you going to get to make you known, to make you popular? How many jet planes do you want to have, amen, to make you accepted? How many members do you want to have to make you more popular? Come on, you can get all this wall and still be empty as an empty barrel. That's the gospel. In case you are listening and you're angry with what I'm saying, but that's the gospel. The things of this world will never satisfy. We've, we've talked about that. We never bring satisfaction. The only one, the only person that will satisfy you, either in ministry or in marriage, amen, in your business, in your career. Some people just want to be a career person. They keep learning, they keep learning, and that's good. Have you noticed that all the great philosophers, even before Christ, Jesus called them thieves? <laughs> he says, I am the door. He said, those who come before me are thieves. What do you think Jesus was referring to? The great philosophers. That if you are not, amen, if you are if you are, if you have not come to Jesus, if you have not learned the truth. You would have been swept away because those people were speaking from the order of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They were great philosophers before Christ. Greek philosophers, Roman, evil philosophers, Jewish philosophers who spoke, they knew things. They all ate, they all ate from that forbidden fruit. As some of our men of God today and polit politicians are, are eating when they speak if you if you have not tasted the fruit of the tree of life your jaw will drop ah whoa yeah 
That's what will be coming out of your mouth. Because the things they say make sense. But on what value, on what platform? You see, everything has to be measured on a standard. What is the measure of the standard of truth that we claim we're preaching, we're hearing? So don't be deceived. There are, I, I listen to almost anything on YouTube. I, anything I listen. Once it, once it affects humanity, it affects the earth, I, I'm interested doesn't mean that I'm going to accept but I want to hear I want to see where they're coming from because if you don't know where people are coming from you will not appreciate why the word of God why the truth why Christ says I am the way the truth and the life you won't understand it you won't understand why the scripture says in the beginning was the word and that word is not uh, uh, it's not uh, uh, Socrates it's not you know uh, God knows who uh, you understand? It's not this philosophers in the beginning. Amen. It's not the idea of man or science. In the beginning was the word. In fact, the literal Greek translates this, you know, a, a statement as God in the beginning. Because the beginning began from somebody. The beginning, amen, does not just appear from nowhere. The beginning is not, amen, the making of some big big bang theory or the or, 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 or the dark hole. No, the beginning, amen, is God. And that beginning, when he spoke things into existence, did not speak, amen, an ape into existence. He spoke Adam, the man, amen, of the dust. The man is shaped from the dust and breath his own life into it. Is that not what, amen, uh, the AI society are trying to do today? They're trying to shape all kinds of things, amen, and then do what? Give it, amen, animation. Give it life. Give it intelligence. I'm working on something along that line. Christians should not be running and be afraid of the world of AI. If you do, you do it to our detriment and to the detriment of your children. We should be involved because God has given us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. And he told us, occupy till I come. What are we occupying? Occupying our churches, church building? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Wait until we begin to redefine what the apostolic and the prophetic is, amen, in the world of AI. Don't run from it. You've got to engage it. You must see some things I've already done with AI. In terms of, in fact, I've I, I shared a bit of that. You, you see that image of horse? Four horses, yes, on my Facebook timeline. That was a prompt I gave an AI to design. The more we engage this thing, no, no, listen. Okay, I, I don't want to get myself distracted with that. I, I'm about to round up. But we'll come, we, we, we'll deal with that. We'll deal with that. Occupy till I come. Which space are you called to occupy? Of course you can occupy if you're not a person of God's presence. Because the presence of God is what gives you the inspiration of God. <laughs> There's a spirit in man, Job said. The inspiration of God gives him understanding. Church has been theoretical for years and decades. It's time now to move into the acting aspect. You see, Daniel stepped out of theory and he proved that his God was alive. Amen. Not only was he able to interpret the dream, he also gave Hallelujah a solution. The same with Daniel, excuse me, the same with Joseph. We're coming to that point. In fact, 
the platform has already laid for us to step into. So this is the time we'll know if indeed you're a true believer or you're just one of those parrots. By their fruit, we will know them. Let's see what you can produce. Yes, the AI is an open platform. Yes, we may argue that the algorithm has been tweaked, all right, to promote certain ideas and values. But guess what? We can still engage it. Just like we have intelligent believers, Christians today, engaging AI, and to certain level, we see this AI, amen, are not perfect. They're not perfect, but we can engage them. And the more we continue to engage that world of AI with righteousness, with the things of God, guess what? That is how computers learn. The more you use computer, the more the computer understands you, and the more the computer can predict, amen, what you want. You see, my, my, my iPad... There are certain things I don't need, all right, to type out. Because this thing, I've already learned, amen, my language, the way I write, the way I speak. I can write a book under, you know, five days. Because, you know, this thing has a memory. This thing has been able to predict my style of writing, you know. this. I mean, I can have this thing, just write something for me to write it. You know, based on my language, because I've been using this thing. This thing is used to me. That's the world of AI. It's the same thing with your computer at what place? The more you use it, the more the thing amen, thinks like you, reason like you. Or if you if you abdicate that thing and say, ah, this thing, this thing is a devil's thing. I'm living in the yeah. The evil ones will come and grab it. While men were sleeping, where we're disconnected, hallelujah. The evil one came, amen, and sow evil seed. I want to wake your mind up that you are given an opportunity with the world of AI, amen, to advance the kingdom of God. Particularly people like us who don't run, amen, a physical church. We run a cyber church. So I've got to understand what is going on on that space. And we have to be able to use this thing to advance the kingdom of God. These are material things given to us. Listen, that is why it's called artificial intelligence artificial intelligence it is not the real intelligence amen that thing is infused with intelligence what that thing just does is whatever you give it amen it improves on it that's why it looks as if that thing is more clever than man no it's not more clever than man because man wrote that code yeah. man designed it a man can shut it down if they want to so don't get yourself into that idea where this is going to destroy the world <laughs> we don't even know what is going to destroy the world. What would destroy the world is already destroying the world. Amen. I, don't fall for that Trojan horse. Oh, <laughs> help me, Lord. I need to round up, friends. Prayer. That's where we're dealing with this morning. You see, you see, see how prayer will touch all kinds of dimensions of life because prayer opens you all up to a world. <laughs> If you ever come into the into the world of prayer, you don't know where to start. You, you, you just be wondering. You'll be looking. It's like it's like somebody who just landed in America for the first time, and you're just looking at building and structures, and you're seeing how everything is just you know sinking each, into each other. And you're wondering, wow, 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 yes, that's how it is in the world of the spirit. There's a dimension you come into in the spirit. You are lost, even in that which you say, I want to pray. <laughs> I want to pray. That's why we need to teach you. They say, teach us how to pray as John taught his disciples. You can be taught how to pray effectively. Father, we thank you. Infuse into the heart of my brethren 
into the heart of my sisters, my brothers, the grace of a portal. Help them to understand that they are portal, that their life is a bridge, that their life, yes, is bridging to others, is bringing to realms, yes, into synchronization. Help them to understand that, Lord, they are not limited by their need. Their needs are temporal, but you're calling us into the operation of eternal realities. Help them, oh God, that when you are on earth, you live the life, not in affluence, but whatever you need. Yes, there was provision for. Because the essence of purpose is for us to have things, yes, to use, to bring forth, yes, your desire and your intention. Help us to understand that money, yes, is an instrument. Just us, yes, material things like the iPad and the computer and the microphone that I'm using right now are just vehicles. Help us, oh God, not to continue to romance the acts that ought to help us to express purpose. Help us not to be like children, oh God. Who do not understand why they have been brought given certain things open our eyes open our minds take us beyond oh god yes uh, poverty poverty that 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 has taken from us our identity poverty that have reduced us to beggars beggars that today we still have oh god yes in the continent of africa Yes, uh, people who are still begging the West for things, for AIDS. Oh, Father, when we have riches, minerals still buried in the ground, and yet those people will come and still take these things and go and refine it and process it and still come and sell it to us. Wake us up from the begging mindset, oh God. Let an apostolic generation rise up who will be technocrats, oh God. Yes, in the world of engineering, in the world of science, in the, in the world of academia. Help us, awaken us, oh God. Help us to take the world of the business. Help us to take the world, oh God, of politics and representation. Help us to become voices in the earth, oh God, that will not suck up to liars, oh God. We are awake, oh God. Awaken us. As for me, I will be awakened in righteousness, in his presence. Oh, hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Oh, we thank you. We honor your name. Thank you, Lord, for this word. Thank you for this scripture. As for me, I will behold your face in righteousness. When I awake, I'll be satisfied. Satisfy my brethren. Satisfy every one of us. Satisfy your church. Satisfy us. Satisfy us. Wake us up morning by morning. Wake us up. Wake us up. Wake that brother, that sister driving to work. Wherever they're going, wake them up, oh God. Wake them up. Wake them up. Wake their ears up. Help them to listen, oh God. Help them to be instructed, oh God. Wake them up, oh God. That your name may be glorified. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, everyone. God bless you, everyone, for joining this morning. Appreciate all your, 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 your comments. Amen. And you've been there. Have yourself a fruitful and a blessed day. May the Spirit of God, amen, continue to empower you, continue to enlighten you. May God's intention, hallelujah, continue to find expression into, into your life and into your space. Thank you. God bless you. We'll see you again, hopefully, uh, today or maybe tomorrow. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye-bye. I love you all, guys. Bye.